Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that will help you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. Together, for you. Welcome to episode 38 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. I am a family physician, an obesity medicine specialist, and a weight loss coach for physicians. I came to doing the weight loss coaching for physicians through a path of my own personal weight struggles where I worked on it for years and finally figured out how to lose the weight for good and lost and am maintaining a 55 pound weight loss. And then my work as an obesity medicine specialist where I developed a weight management program for local patients that I've been running for uh, three and a half years now. During this time, with all the things I learned in my obesity medicine training, I really started to realize that just the basic what to eat and certain diets was not quite adequate for myself and also not quite adequate for the people I was working with. And so that led me to get more information and more knowledge about how do we actually make ourselves do what we think we should be doing? Because I think that is the golden question. If you know what you need to do to lose weight and can actually make yourself do it consistently, then losing weight becomes really not that big of a deal. But there are so many things that get in our way. And the primary number one thing that gets in our way in our weight loss struggles is our thinking. Number one, it is our brains, hands down. Yes, there are metabolism things. Yes, there are some different health conditions, medications. But if you can get your brain on board and really believe what you want to do and really know that it's important to you, you can overcome and take actions that overcome those barriers or at least make it easier to work with those barriers. So that's how I ended up going down the path of gaining coaching skills because I realized as an obesity medicine doctor, I had a lot of the knowledge for how to manage obesity and why obesity happens, but I lacked the practical skills of how do I actually help the people I'm working with make the changes in their life. And that's what my coaching skills uh, that I've been working on and learning have done for me is It's taught me how to make the changes in my life and it lets me help you when I work with you one-on-one figure out how to make these changes in your life and figure out how to make them sustainable because we know we're all not interested in just quick weight loss. What we want is to lose weight and then keep it off and not feel like you're constantly struggling with the scale to keep it off. And I think one-on-one coaching is the best way to help you do that. I think the ability that we have when we're coaching one-on-one to really dig into your particular thoughts and find the ones that are not serving you and help you create new ones that serve you better and help coach along while you're learning these new skills, I think is unmatched by anything else. Uh, And I know that personally myself, when I actually get on a coaching session with somebody else, the things that I get out of it in that short period of time compared to when I'm doing my self-coaching stuff, meaning I'm, you know, doing journaling and working on the thought model that we've talked about on my own, having somebody else reflecting things back to me always gets me far further than I could get with, you know, double, triple the time that it takes. So I think the one-on-one coaching is 
not only the best way, but it's also the most efficient way to get you where you want to be with regards to your weight. And, you know, the other piece about the one-on-one coaching that I think is really nice is when we are trying to work on our weight, often we are walking a path on our own and we figure we need to figure this out by ourselves and often carry some shame and things that kind of isolate us about our weight. And when you work with a coach, it's like having somebody supportive and positive who believes in you walking that path with you to help you navigate it. So you're never actually doing it alone. There's somebody that understands it all, has seen it all, and can help guide you to find the right path for you. Now, if that sounds good, check out my website at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and book an introductory session under the Work With Me tab. And that gives us a chance to actually just get one-on-one online together where we can talk about how the coaching could best serve you. All right, so today, what we are talking about and what I'm going to teach you is how to work on your beliefs around weight loss to just streamline the whole process and make it go the way you want it to go. And this stuff is super powerful. I've mentioned it a few times in a few different episodes, but if you can get a strong belief on board and practice really believing it, you can do anything and have things go any way that you want them to go. And now a quick break to review a disclaimer. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. And now back to the episode. So it's interesting looking back over my life at the different beliefs that I've carried and how they have impacted things. And I think we all, if we look carefully, have examples of places where beliefs have uh, pushed us forward and propelled us towards our goal. Those would be called empowering beliefs. And we have times where our beliefs have held us back. And I think maybe the empowering beliefs might be easier to see in our lives Sometimes the limiting beliefs, the ones that hold us back, are a little more sneaky. They're a little more under the surface. They sometimes feel a little bit more just like fact, so we just never bother disturbing them or questioning them. Um, But for example, you know, if you're a physician, at one point you decided to apply to medical school, which is a huge process. And Generally, I think you had to have some belief that you could get into medical school. And I'm sure that varied from person to person on how strong that belief was. But if you were applying for med school and doing your MCAT and your interviews and all your prerequisites and really believed that you did not have the ability to get into medical school, you probably wouldn't have been successful or you wouldn't have been able to get yourself to take all the different steps. I know when I think back, number one, man, was I young. (laughs) But when I think back to those years where I decided, okay, I want to try and get into medical school, these are the steps I need to take. I wasn't certain I'd get into medical school, but I had a fairly confident belief that I could, that I could do the steps and eventually get into medical school. And I think that's what propelled me forward when I was 
you know, I remember being in my parents' basement studying for the MCAT through the summer and things like that, um, which were difficult steps to take. And yet I was able to take them regularly and map out where the next step was and do that, all because I had an underlying belief that I could do it. I could do all the steps and I probably could get into medical school. Now, if we transfer these beliefs over to weight loss, that's where it kind of gets interesting. Because I would bet the majority of us who have struggled with weight have a lot of limiting beliefs around weight. And I know I for surely did. From a really young age, we are bombarded with information about weight, weight loss and diets. And depending what generation you grew up in, the the messages might have been slightly different. Uh, But they're still there. So whether it's actual weight loss stuff, like, you know, the magazine cover saying lose 10 pounds in uh, a month, do this exercise, eat this food, uh, or just the messaging about how we should look. So the more subtle stuff about what me, what makes a good body, what makes somebody look good, how we should be, um, all those messagings build belief systems. Also, you know, what you saw the people in your life do. So I talked to lots of people where they saw a parent grow up uh, dieting on and off and built belief systems around that. Or they had a parent that talked about their weight and what it should be and what they should eat. And they built uh, belief systems around that. And I think these childhood belief systems are some of the deepest ones and some of the ones that may just feel very factual that this is just you. This is just the way you are or the way it should be. Um, And in this episode, I'm going to challenge you to do some thinking around what do you really believe about yourself, your weight and your capacity to lose weight should you want to. Um, and really kind of dig in with an open mind to just see what's there and see how it's showing up in your life. Because I think that's a really interesting thing. Now, the example I have that's kind of most fresh in my mind about realizing how powerful these beliefs are is I had lost a fair bit of weight and was always bouncing just above the 200 pound mark. And I'd been doing my obesity medicine training. So there's a lot of research about how you know, the more weight you lose, the harder it is to keep off um, and how people, you know, have set points, things like that. And so when I was personally bouncing around that 200 mark, I had a lot of thoughts and beliefs about maybe this is just as good as it can get. Maybe this is as much as I can lose and I just will never be below 200. Um, And what's interesting is when I really look at this objectively, what was happening is I was having those thoughts and those thoughts were making me feel a little bit kind of ambivalent. And then when I was feeling ambivalent, my actions were pretty inconsistent. So yeah, I would have days where I was careful with what I ate, but then I'd have a day where I was less careful or more likely to just give in to food cravings when they showed up. Um, and I, it was a balance where I was maintaining my weight loss. I wasn't regaining, but it wasn't consistent enough for me to be losing weight. It was con- the right amount to hold me where I was, which interestingly was what my belief was. I was believing that this is just the way it would be. And I probably shouldn't worry about trying to get lower. And I remember the day and the moment when I realized, hold on, 
that's just a thought. I was in the bathroom getting ready for work and it just kind of hit me almost upside the head saying that whole thing about 200 is just a thought. My body has no idea what number the scale says. Like that's silly to think that my body's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't switch that first number to a one. We're stuck at a two. We're always going to be around a two. Um, And when I realized that, I was then able to get out of my own way. So I realized, wait, I'm doing this to myself. I'm thinking I'll never get lower. And then I'm taking actions because of how that makes me feel that make it so I never get lower. And so I changed my thought and I changed my belief that I was just going to, what I used personally was, I changed it to, I'm going to blast through 200. And every time I had a thought about my weight, I would say, I'm going to blast through 200. And then that's what I did. And it was actually really quite straightforward. And it happened very easily compared to the, you know, maybe six months, I can't even remember how long it was that I was hovering around that 200 mark. And here's the interesting part. It's not like it felt like I was doing that much more or eating that much more carefully or being more deprived to do that 200. It felt very similar to how it felt when I was bouncing around the 200 mark. If anything, it actually felt more freeing because I lost all that confusion I was holding on. So when I was bouncing around the 200 and not really ever getting below it, I had a lot of confused thoughts like, why isn't this happening? Maybe I can't, maybe all this doubtful stuff. And when I decided to just stop doing that, and I decided to switch my belief in what I was thinking, it freed up a lot of mental space for me. And it made it feel so much easier and so much lighter. And I didn't notice feeling deprived when I was saying no, because I had a totally different belief system about what I was doing. Um, and so what I tell you that for is that it doesn't, just because you decide to tighten up and change your belief to lose weight along with that doesn't necessarily come deprivation and struggle. And I think that is a belief that we as a society have been embedded with. So we think because of how we've been told and how weight loss is presented in the media and in our lives is that to lose weight, it has to be hard. You have to be struggling and working hard to do it, or it's probably not good. And if you think about how, uh, I'm using air quotes here, the fad diets are talked about in our society, the they say, essentially, when people talk about fad diets being bad, they're saying that if something works really quickly for you to lose weight, it just is, it's impossible for it to last and losing weight quickly isn't uh, the right thing to do. And what's interesting is there's not actually evidence to support that. There's not evidence that says if you, somebody loses weight rapidly versus somebody losing weight gradually, that the gradual person is going to keep it off longer. I think actually the evidence says it might actually favor the person who loses weight quickly as keeping it off better. So that's just a belief that our society has, but it's not actually borne out in evidence, and it doesn't have to apply to you. What I really want for you is to take a look at your own beliefs and really decide at the core of your being, how do you want this to go? What would you like to believe about yourself and your body and your ability to lose weight? And this could be a really wide variety, right? Like maybe 
you want to believe that your body is fine just the way it is. And that can be a really powerful belief. If we let go of the belief that there is something wrong with us and that we're not measuring up in some way when we have extra weight on our body or when we're a different size than people around us, that can be extremely powerful. Maybe you want to believe something about how easy it'll be to lose weight, kind of like what my example was. I think the key background of this is you can actually choose to believe whatever you want. You don't have to have anybody's permission. You don't have to have anybody fact check it for you. Because again, that number one, it doesn't matter because what you believe is your own personal thing. But number two, if you get people to fact check whether your belief is going to be appropriate, what you are going to get is their beliefs. And again, like I said, all of this can be built in as a childhood. So you're getting their luggage and baggage instead of just your own. So you can believe whatever you want. There is no right or wrong. There is no reaching too far. It doesn't matter where you are on your weight loss journey. You can choose what you think will work for you and how you would like it to be and choose to believe that, period. And that's fantastic. Like, think about that. That was something that when I started to realize, and it applies to things that aren't weight related, that I can choose to believe anything I want. And when I believe something and really practice it, I can make it happen in my life is amazing. That's like something I don't think we ever get taught. Uh, and, and yet it means it opens up anything you want to do. And it's so empowering to realize that. Um, and I think particularly when we come to weight. All right, so I want to give you kind of step by step what you do to change your beliefs, because I am a person that really likes, okay, that's great. But how do I do that? So number one, this is going to take some time sitting down with some pen and paper, because I don't think you can just do this in your head. I think you could maul things around in your head a bit, but I think you really need to sit down with pen and paper and write stuff out. So the first step is look at your current beliefs. So anything that feels factual to you about you or your weight or your ability to change your weight, anything that you assume is just truths and facts are actually beliefs. So write all those down. Think about how you have thought about weight or what things you may have learned about weight uh, as a child and write those down too, because those are underlying beliefs. Think about what you believe about your past attempts at losing weight and what that means and write those down. This is like brainstorming. So classic brainstorming rules apply. Don't edit yourself. Just write it down. Even if it doesn't sound right or nice, write it down so you could see it. And then you can look at these beliefs and look at the using them the thought with the thought model that we talk about. So the circumstance would be that you are trying to lose weight the thought would be one of those beliefs that you've written down. The Then ask yourself, when I think this, how do I feel? What emotion does this generate in me? And then ask yourself, when I feel this way, what action do I take? How do I show up? So my example of when I'm thinking I'm just probably never going to get below 200, my actions were that I showed up inconsistently. 
because I thought, what's the point? I'm never getting below 200. And then the results I got, because you always get your results from your actions, were that I never got below 200. Um, And so look at some of the beliefs. You don't have to do this for all the ones you write down, but some of them, write it out and look at how they're impacting you. And just that step in its own can be really powerful for you to just have awareness of how some of these deeply embedded thought patterns are impacting you and the results that you're seeing in your life. Step number two is that I want you to spend time imagining how it could be. How would you like it to be in a totally ideal situation? Now, particularly when it comes to weight, you are going to almost feel like you have a bit of a harness on. We are so used to, with weight stuff, not dreaming big because we're told that we can't and that we shouldn't. And so you may find when you start writing things down, you're like, pulled back or your brain tries to edit it. No, no, couldn't, it couldn't be like that. So like an example that I sometimes talk about with my clients when we're talking about how hard it is to lose weight is what if it wasn't? What if losing weight was simple and easy? And that idea, which is just a belief. So if you think losing weight is simple and easy, that's a belief. But for some people that feels really uncomfortable and kind of like a really big stretch of a belief. But the point of this step is to dream big, dream the most ideal way. If you picture yourself losing the weight you want to lose and picture how would it feel in the most ideal way, how would I want that to go without worrying about what's happened in the past or other people's thoughts. Uh, And so again, brainstorming rules. So write everything down. Don't let your brain edit you. Think big, brainstorm big. And if you feel that this is really hard, because again, for some of us thinking positively about weight loss, when we have a history of feeling like we haven't been successful. So if you feel that this is hard, then spend some time mulling it over in your head. So start writing, do what you can, and then um, asking yourself powerful questions just throughout your day, like something like, how would I want my weight loss to go? Just a question like that. And if you just ask yourself it a few times through the day and just let your brain kind of mull over it and work on it in the background, what'll happen is you will get an answer. Your brain will start giving you some answers And then the next time you come, when you come back to work on this a bit more, you'll probably find that you've got more answers and more ideas. So if when you first sit down, you can't possibly picture weight loss going easily or smoothly or without deprivation, then do some mulling it over in your brain. Keep asking her, how would I like it to go? What would be my ideal way to lose weight? How would I want it to feel? And I think it's important in this It's not that I'm asking you to write down how you think you should lose weight. Like I don't want you to write down the steps of how you're going to lose weight. That comes later. This is looking at more of a higher level. Let's get our brains in order and our thought pattern and belief systems in order. So then we can drive the actions that we eventually want to take to see the results we want. So don't let your brain get into, well, I would need to eat this. I would need to do this. Think 
let your brain think on more in overall terms. Like I would, like mine was a blast through 200. Um, another belief would be I can lose weight simply and easily. Uh, I can make food choices without deprivation. Or maybe that's that's got a slight tinge of negativity. So maybe switching it to I make food choices that I enjoy and that keep my body healthy. Things it, it could be anything that kind of resonates with you. And when I say resonates, I want you to find a thought and a belief that really kind of feels at the core of your body, the core of your being that, yes, that's something you want. Because the more these things kind of hit home and really resonate with you, the stronger they are. And I've talked about that when you're thinking about your whys. Why are you doing this? Why is it worth it for you to work on losing weight? If you have it at the core of your being where you're like, yes, I want that for myself, that will drive you far better than when it's just more of a superficial, like, yeah, it'd be nice to fit into different size pants or something that doesn't feel quite so um, important and driving to you. So now that you've got some brainstormed new beliefs, what I want you to do is take one of those and put it into the thought model. So write down same circumstance, losing weight, the new thought would be your new belief. Then ask yourself when I say this belief in my head, what emotion does it generate for me? If I were to feel that emotion when I'm losing weight, what actions would I take? How would I show up in my day? And if I were to take those actions consistently and show up that way consistently, what results would I get? And I think what you'll find is your results are probably going to be a lot more positive and more what you're looking for with the new belief than when you're looking at one of your old limiting beliefs. Now, step number three is important because I personally find I can do all this paperwork, write stuff down, choose a new belief, and then my brain can edit it and wipe it out like it never happened. I sometimes go back to journals. I'm like, oh, I have no recollection of doing this. So step number three is you have to find a way to remember and practice the thought. So a thought does not become a belief until you've thought it over and over and over and over again. So when we're working on building a new belief about your weight loss, you have to practice it. You have to choose the thought you're going to think and then practice it over and over and over and over again. So we've talked about this before, but different ways you can do that. You can set a reminder on your phone. You could do a bit of a graphic and have it as your screensaver on your your lock screen on your phone. So every time you unlock your phone, you read your new belief. You can put sticky notes around your house. I used to like putting sticky notes on my um, mirror in my bathroom. And interestingly, that just reminded me of my story about when I was working on getting into medical school. I totally remember putting sticky notes all around, kind of motivating myself. I didn't know this is what I was doing, but motivating myself to focus and stay on track with my studying for my MCAT and uh, things like that. So it's interesting that I used it that far back. But yeah, sticky notes around the house, um, sometimes sticky notes on the fridge or on cupboards that you might be tempted to go into, maybe a big sticky note on your scale, because honestly, that's a whole other topic. But the th thoughts that we do to ourselves and the limiting beliefs we put on ourselves when we step on that scale can totally throw us off track. And so maybe a big thing on your scale is where you want to put it. 
if you come up with any good ideas, like unique ideas of how to remind yourself to think your new thought and where to put it, send me a message, send me an email on um, info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca because I'd be curious to see what you guys come up with. All right, so to summarize, step number one is sit down and write out your current beliefs about your weight, including ones that you've carried with you since a child. you were a child. Number two, brainstorm how you would like your weight loss pathway to go. How do you want this to feel? How do you want it to be? Do you want there to be struggle or not? And write all those thoughts out. Step number three, decide how you're going to practice that thought over and over and over again until it becomes a belief. And this is interesting about beliefs is when you choose a new belief, your brain looks to your past for evidence. And maybe for the stuff we're talking about, your brain can't find evidence in the past of this belief. But the more you practice your belief and the more you start taking action in line with your belief and seeing some results in line with your belief, then your brain starts to see that there's evidence for it. And then it makes it easier to believe and it becomes a big cycle. So the more you practice it, the more likely you are to take action with it. Then your brain starts to see some results and goes, oh, hey, yeah, maybe this is possible and starts to help you believe it. Uh, so practice, practice, practice is the short version of that. All right. So send me your thoughts. Send me your what your new belief is. I'd be really interested to hear what things you guys come up with on email info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. And like I said, I'm starting to plan future episodes. And so I want to hear from you. I want you to send me what's working well for you, what things you still are finding a little bit difficult or you would like more information on. And that's going to let me plan the future of this podcast so it best addresses your needs. So I know it's a pain to sit down and write an email, but please take the time to do it if you want this podcast to be the most helpful for you as it can be. All right. Have a fantastic week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. 